Hey y'all. This is Talkin' Trash with Liv and Lizzie. The podcast where two friends show each other our silliest and most treasured movies. Each week we'll watch a beloved movie. No matter how corny, childish, or contrived. Sometimes a masterpiece with minor flaws. Other times a magnificent mess. Because one man's trash is Liv and Lizzie's treasure. Hello. Here we are. Here we are. And uh we are we are set. We are set. How are you doing right now? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great. <laughs> it's a it's a long weekend. It's a <laughs> President's Day weekend and I have made us uh some some glorious uh uh, beverageitos for this experience. Perhaps in order to understand how I am, we should go ahead and talk about the vibe. What is what is the vibe? Tequila. <laughs> well, that, that sounds like I didn't do much at all. To be fair, I didn't do much at all. It's, um, she made us cocktails. They're real cocktails. Uh, <laughs> real cocktails. Like, I have to defend them. Yeah, that does actually sound... Uh, but some pretty uh, blue... Tequila cocktails that I am calling the Throne of Atlantis for this yes. week because got, it's got to be ocean themed. Yeah, it's got some blue curacao in it, so it yep. looks like the sea. Yep, some salty rims. This is to look or to taste like the ocean. Um, yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like and I've had like I didn't two even sips put that together. I'm have I've, I've had like two sips and I'm just sitting here like, mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, man. What was the thing? So when you were making them, you asked me, do I want to be like... Oh, I said, do you want to be hey fam? Or do you want to be mess me up fam? <laughs> <laughs> and that just determines how much we tequila went for, I We went for hey, hey fam. So like one and a half shots instead of two. Yeah. So yeah, they're good. Highly recommend. Oh, thank you. It's been the boss since I've actually like made a cocktail. It was fun to do. I can't remember the last time I made a cocktail. Yeah, long weekend is a nice opportunity. It to, is. Uh, oh, to do that. Long weekends. It's late, y'all. It's mm-hmm. so. Just just to preface this, this movie is long. Yeah. Um, there is a potential that we fall asleep midway through it, <laughs> and if that happens, then we're just gonna let y'all know that we're tapping out. We're going to wake up in the morning and uh, finish it for y'all. It will be absolutely hilarious if you are like, no, we have to finish it and record now. (laughs) I will, uh, yeah, I will, I will be. I hope I hate this movie. Okay. Honestly, I kind of hope you do too. Um, mostly because I just haven't given you something that the whole way through you've just hated. That's true. Usually I have at least one thing that I can hold on to or which I feel like it kind of will for this film. Yeah. And 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 I think I think it will. And also I think that um this is the first one, every other one that we've done. Excuse me, I'm sorry. You have come in with the expectation to like it or at least like it in part. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything I've shown you that's like truly surprised you. The only one that like genuinely kind of shocked me 
I think was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And so far that's the only one that overall has not gone in my treasure chest. But but I, I don't even mean like ones that you didn't like. Mm -hmm. I mean like going into it thinking you're going to feel one way and then feeling, feeling another. the opposite. Yeah. I don't think there was any that you were like, I'm going to hate this. And then yeah. you ended up loving it. I think. Because you've had a few like that. I mean, honestly, like the yeah. first, the very first, like the last unicorn, you were like, I'll probably like it. And you were like, uh. <laughs> I, I, there have also been ones that you've shown me. Um, I think I think Dracula was the big one where I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this. Mm -hmm. And the more that I've kind of like sat on uh -huh. it, the more I like it. I like I love that it's like growing on you. Yeah, because it is. It and honestly, I feel like Interview with a Vampire might kind of do the same thing from last week. I'm because um, that one I so, watched and I was like. Oh, it was good. And then, like, as I sat with it, I was like, I really like that movie. Well, so far it hasn't. And, and I will say, when I was watching Dracula, even when I was sitting there going, do I, do I like this? I don't mm -hmm. know. I was engaged the mm -hmm. whole time. I feel like with Interview with a Vampire, there are going to be moments that I'm going to remember fondly. Yeah, that's true. But I think overall it was so much slower paced that I'm you will and something like even last week like one of the things that kind of I was thinking about after the fact is that there were so many times where you like warn me if there's gore and I was like uh I remember scenes <laughs> there was only one time that I felt like you truly failed me but the funny thing <laughs> is I didn't even remember it was in the movie even though it's one of my favorite movies I was like I don't yeah I forgot that was a thing. But, Sorry. But even <laughs> then, it really wasn't too terribly bad. Right. Um, but but I think that's the thing with that film is that there are parts that are so memorable. Yeah. And then there's the in-between, the filler. Yeah. There. I didn't feel like with Dracula there was any filler. It felt yeah, very Yeah. Everything feels very, very good. I gotta be honest. I have seen this movie once. And okay. I was not watching it critically to determine if it was paced well. I, what so if we I both have... hate this at the end? That'd be funny. It's possible. But I, I will talk about my feelings. Okay. Um, That's only happened once so far with the Lizzie McGuire movie. I was like, this is the best movie ever. And then at the end, I was like, <laughs> I was like this movie's actually this kind of garbage. Kind of terrible. <laughs> I, was, I was so worried. I was like, if she sits here and defends this movie, I'm going to just rip it a new one. No. No, um, it's bad. It's, I love it, but it's bad. Well, and you know what? It's funny. Once you acknowledged that it was bad, too, I suddenly didn't care enough. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it's a dumb it's a middle movie. school movie. Whatever. Um, elementary school, not even middle school. By middle school, I would have been like, eh. Um, but uh, speaking, speaking of dumb movies that I, I may change my tune about by uh, the end here. Um, shall I go into this week's movie? Let's do it. So we are watching Aquaman, released in 2018. Woot. Uh, Question mark? <laughs> directed by James Wan, um, who mostly had done horror stuff up to this point. Most wait, wait, wait. Saw. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Um, Hold on. He also directed Furious 7, one of the top 10 highest grossing films of all time. 
you're you're frantically typing, and I'm really curious to see what I've said that has has uh, resonated with you. What what did you just discover? James Wan is the director who did The Conjuring, which is like to me like kind of like revitalized the horror industry. Oh, for like modern audiences like the conjuring is such a good movie so i'm not a horror person so i saw the conjuring on there but i was just like eh. i was like saw is probably the more impressive title yeah the conjuring, seven's probably the, the conjuring more, means everything but, to me the conjuring oh. is the only horror film i have ever seen that scared me on a second viewing oh mm-hmm. interesting yeah and because of that i love it a lot of the follow-ups weren't as good got it but that one was really good got it well, that's that's interesting. That's interesting to me that you. So like a this. good director. Good director. Um, <clears throat> the absolutely gorgeous Jason Momoa, who I actually also think is a good and entertaining actor as well. Um, Amber Heard. Yeah. Meh. She even 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 before you told me about how you felt about her, mm-hmm. she is not the standout in yeah. this film, which really to me is a shame and I'll, I'll kind of go into why in a little bit um willem dafoe willem dafoe's in this movie he is do you know how much i love willem dafoe i think you'll like willem dafoe in this movie. did you know that about me no but, I, but can i be honest willem dafoe. But can i be honest it doesn't surprise me right it doesn't surprise me that your goblin core self i love willem dafoe. likes willem dafoe <laughs> i will never forget being like seven years old and seeing the first sam raimi spider-man mm-hmm. and like that being one of the first villains i'd ever seen that was like so sympathetic mm-hmm. and just how conflicted i felt because it was harry's dad yep damn that was a good movie. I enjoy the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. They're good. It's been a the while since The third one's I've... garbage, but I'll defend the first two with every breath that I have. Mm. It's been so long since I've watched the third one. I feel like we'll have to watch the third one. Oh, the third point. one's garbage. It's really yeah, bad. It's but we really should bad. totally watch it. Yeah. Um, uh, Patrick Wilson, who I saw on the cast list, and I was like, who is that? That checks. But then I was like, oh, it's Raul. Raul. <laughs> I didn't. And so... He is also the star of The Conjuring. Interesting. Okay. So he has so worked, worked with the director, director before. Got it. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman's in this movie. Nicole Kidman is in this movie. Not a whole lot, but she uh, she has a significant role. How did Aquaman get this good of a cast? Uh, Wonder Woman did really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is the and they were building up to Justice League. Um, actually, this one came out after. Snyder Justice League? I can't believe I don't remember this. I don't know. I never saw I'm gonna. League. I'm gonna get gatekept so bad. I think Zack Snyder is a garbage director and I don't like his work. Justice League was terrible and I I, heard. I'm not a I'm not a fan of the Snyder style. Um, I, saw I have, hated Man of Steel hit with a fiery <laughs> Hated it. I really didn't like it. Um, and, I, and funnily enough I liked Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people crap on Superman. Yeah, I actually, he's great. I really like him. I think he's an interesting, compelling character. Um, which I'll I'll come back to my my thoughts on DC characters in a second too. Uh, Graham McTavish, who I absolutely love, um, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful actor, wonderful, wonderful man. You know my obsession with Castlevania. Yeah, he is voiced- he in Castlevania? He's Dracula. I not know that. Yeah, and and freaking Richard Armitage is uh, Trevor Belmont. Oh, 
Yeah. It's why I keep coming back to the show. <laughs> even when it hurts me, I'm like, but... But them. But two different dwarves. <laughs> All of the dwarves. The only... Oh my gosh. Okay, and let's be real. At some point, we're going to have a Hobbit month. Oh my and god, we're gonna watch yes. all three. They're so bad and I love habits. them. Yeah. Um I I love parts of them. Yeah. The dwarves, any scene with them, I love. But yes. let's be real, they got sidelined so hard and it's really unfair and sad. Yeah. It's um, it's a we'll we'll have a whole conversation yes. about that. There's a lot to say there. And then my absolute king, I really hope that I am saying his first name correctly. Uh Tamwera Morrison, uh A.K.A. Uh, Django Fett, A.K.A. Boba Fett, A.K.A. All the clones, all the clones. <laughs> he is in this movie, and he's great. <laughs> Boba Fett's in this movie. Boba Fett's in this movie. <laughs> My jaw's like unhinged. I'm smiling so hard. You um, didn't tell me Boba Fett was in this movie. To be fair. To be fair, I don't believe he was Boba Fett before this movie came out. I don't believe he had ever been Boba Fett before this movie came out. Right. I'm trying to remember that though. I don't know. I'm trying I don't think he played Boba Fett in Now I'm gonna get super gatekept by two different fandoms. The fact that I'm like, wait, who played Boba Fett in the original trilogy? I don't remember. Listen, but if you breathe wrong, the Star Wars fandom gate keeps you. Who cares? It's true. What um, are they gonna do? Like, but he—he he is wonderful. He is a fantastic actor, and he is in this, and he warms my heart so much. Um, so yeah, I love listing great casts I, for for you and watching your face like change. <laughs> um, so my feelings with this movie. Um, I, um, I had not enjoyed hardly any DC movies. Um, weirdly, the last DC movie I had liked before this, and no one else liked this, um, was that Superman movie, um, that came out, it was not Man of Steel. What was the Superman, standalone Superman movie that had come out? years before like a decade before and i'm trying to remember what it was called um oh man that's gonna drive me insane i will figure i have out, no idea what you're talking i about. will figure out what it is called okay. um but that was the last one i'd liked no one else liked it i liked it um, i'm like the only like superman thing i like i know christopher reeve is it christopher reeves yes i know his superman and then there were Smallville. Those are great. I was oh, those not are wonderful. A, was not a Smallville. I have not seen Smallville, but I, a I've lot seen of my friends bits liked and it. parts of Smallville. Um, yeah, it wasn't really my thing, <laughs> but it inspired one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So there you go. Because Merlin would not exist without Smallville, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Um, no, that is that is very true. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was Superman Returns in two thousand six. <laughs> Who was um, Superman in that one? Um, in that one, gosh, who was Superman in that one? Um, let's see. <laughs> I heard that too. That was really funny. So I don't know if you guys can hear Brandon oh. Ruth. Brandon Ruth. I have no idea who that is. Wait a second. Was he in Troy? I don't know. 
Okay, no, I'm sure I was, I'm no, that sure. was Eric Bana. Um, uh. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just like spouting names now. Um, yeah, so if you hear random yelling at any point, um, my my husband plays World of Warcraft, and <laughs> he has a group, and they do raids every Thursday night. And so I sit in my room and live my best life, and I hear him screaming at his computer for several hours. And uh, it makes him really happy. So I'm really glad he has that. He has I'm, his friends. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here and hanging out with you while that yeah. while that's going on. Honestly, it's been very entertaining to listen to. Normally, I'm like on TikTok, and then I just pause and listen for a minute because he just says really random things. And then half the time, I'm like, "Are you talking to me?" Pause. No. <laughs> that's our relationship on Thursday nights. It's fun. Um. So I realized I, I totally got sidetracked there trying to find the last DC movie that I had liked and right. enjoyed was Superman Returns in 2006. No okay. one else liked that movie. I may have to show it for another month at okay. some point here. Okay. Um, but I, as, as these movies were progressing, um, I had just sort of been thoroughly convinced that, um, Marvel was going to always make better live action movies um, and that DC's animation was always going to be yep. superior. Um, by the way, DC animated movies, I've liked a lot of them. They're like actually good. They're really good. The Wonder Woman one is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. it's just I very... love the, the Wonder Woman animated stuff. So sweet. Um, and I... So when Wonder Woman live action came out, I was floored. It was really good. I love I loved that movie. Um, I know that it's it's not a perfect movie, um, but I thought it was the most thematically coherent of all of the movies that had mm. come out. And it wasn't a bummer the whole time, like a mm -hmm. lot of the other ones are. Yep. Um, so I just I just thoroughly enjoyed myself and it, it didn't feel like it was copying a Marvel movie beat for beat. Mm -hmm. It was its own thing and I appreciate it. Yeah. So um, really liked Wonder Woman <laughs> and they announced, I think before Wonder Woman had come out, they had announced that Jason Momoa would be playing Aquaman in the Justice League film. Um, and I was smitten love Jason Momoa um, but kind of backtracking all the way back to the beginning I also really love Aquaman and I don't know if it's this hipstery part of me that says no one appreciates him but I do I love him um, I also uh, I'm, I'm not an avid comic reader at all mm -hmm. um, but I, I was saying something to my friend about like, I feel like Aquaman gets the short end of the trident all the time. Aww. And she got me the new 52 for Aquaman. Okay. And I was in love. Really? I love Arthur Curry and I love the new 52 Aquaman. Um, the new 52 Justice League comics like opened. There, there was a scene in one of the earliest editions where they come down to the docks and there's a there's a fight happening in the dogs and they're like, well, what are you gonna do? And he just threat pulls up a great white shark that just swallows the bad guy and goes back down. <laughs> they all just stand oh there God. and look at him. It's incredible. <laughs> um, the reason why I'm so bummed that 
Amber Heard does not give a stellar performance in this movie is because I love the character of Mira in yeah. the comics. Um, I am all for, hey, I was sent to assassinate you, but you're actually pretty great. Yay! Enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. And we don't get that here, and that's kind of a Yeah. Um, but out of all of my friends, I was the most excited for Aquaman. I, right. I think my friend Kelsey was a pretty close second, mostly because of her love of Jason Momoa. Um, but we went, we bought like the special Aquaman cocktail they had at the bar. Oh my God. I got a little Aquaman like tiki cup that I got to take home. That's I've so never cute. opened it. Um, oh wait, I've seen that thing. Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, from from Geek Tiki. Yes. Yes. It's oh my, my God. Okay. Tiki cup. I should have brought it, but I also no, don't want to take it out of the wrapping. Yeah, that's It's fair. like the one thing I'm. Re- I'm usually not like that, but that's the one thing I'm really nerdy about with it. Um, and I saw this movie, and I just had a lot of fun. This is... That's good. I'm all for a fun movie. Even if it's not a good movie, if it's fun, I'll forgive all manners of sense. This is the biggest, dumbest, summeriest movie. <laughs> good. Good, and good, good. I... We could all use a little summer right now. Yes. That's that's why I enjoy this movie. Okay. So, I I have um, gushed about my love of, of Arthur Curry, um, of this big, dumb movie... What are you expecting? Um, to be honest, not much. And I don't mean that to be, like, disregarding of the film. It's mm-hmm. more just that, like, I'm not sure what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely expect that I will enjoy um, Jason Momoa because... Prior to it having the worst ending of every any show ever in the entire world and almost ruining the whole entire show for me, um, Game of Thrones is one of my favorite shows, and mm-hmm. I loved Cal Drogo. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of issues with how the writers decided to change his character uh-huh. from the book to the show. Um, but I remember the scene where he kills Danny's brother. And then proceeds to like proclaim to everyone that they're gonna like cross the ocean and that he's gonna win Danny the crown. And every time he called her like, like my moon, and my stars. Ah, uh, every time I just melted. Yep. Um, so honestly, and and you know like he was great in that role, and I was like, oh man. This man is super attractive. He can't get any cuter. And then I saw what he's like in real life, and he's such mm-hmm. a himbo. He is just... He's a treasure. It's more of that energy than Cal Drogo energy. Okay, so I am excited for that. I'm really expecting to like Aquaman because of how much I like Jason Momoa. Yes. I'm expected to be conflicted while watching Amber Heard because I feel like I'm going to have trouble separating what I know about her from the role. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not necessarily here at this point to comment on who she is as a person because, frankly, there's still some trial stuff going on and, you know, like... 
I don't know that we can definitively say that she like started everything um, mm-hmm. and that she was the real abuser in the relationship, but that's kind of what it's looking like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, I'm not necessarily going to pass judgment until more things come to light. Right. Um, but if it's true what she's done, um, I think it's going to be really hard for me to enjoy her performance because, because if she is, you know, what she seems to be, basically she made a mockery of the pain of like actual victims in order to like get off scot-free and that's not cool. Um, and kind of from what you said, like her performance doesn't sound like it's that good anyways. No. Um, I feel like I'm, as a side note, not having to do with Amber Heard herself, but just the direction that they took her character design in. Um, like oh, Aquaman yeah. is kind of silly looking in the comics mm-hmm. and they redesigned him to fit Jason Momoa's kind of aesthetic to, to really like fit in with the vibe um, that mm-hmm. he presents. And then they took Mira and they were like, here, have little mermaid hair. Um, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be really critical of that. I yeah. feel like I'm going to be just excited to see all these actors that I like on mm-hmm. the screen. But I feel like at the end of the day, um, and I've already mentioned this to you um, before we started recording, I am dreading hearing that Pitbull, Pitbull rendition <laughs> of Africa by Toto so much and you know that I think I'm gonna have like a rock in the pit of my stomach the whole movie just waiting for it. And you know what's funny? I don't remember when it <laughs> happens, so uh, we're going on this magical journey together. <laughs> oh, I, I did forget to mention um, this has a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's better um, than I thought it would have. Yeah, it's about the same as, as Vampire last week. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people just like, you know, there was a lot of you know hate for it online, especially from like, you know online critics just talking about like not knowing what this was or where mm-hmm. this fit um but again after after so many just angsty dc movies i am excited i was for, i was ready for aquaman i'm excited for something like that and honestly like i just have no expectation of dc films mm-hmm. thus far i haven't liked almost any of them yep um Will this may carry on that so legacy? So we'll see. We'll see. I've liked Wonder Woman. Cool. That's the only one I've liked. So we'll see. But I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. The tequila's Ooh. hitting kind of good, too. That's... that's Starting to feel, like, really chill. That's, the, that's, <laughs> that's where you want to be, man. Okay. All right. So I guess without further ado... Here is Aquaman. Bless the rains from Africa. Oh, bless the rains. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. We did not uh, finish recording last night. We you were accurate. We made it about an hour into the movie. Yep. And Aquaman got captured and I was like, wait, I can't do this anymore. I gotta go to bed <laughs> and like crashed immediately. Yeah, that was that was a good call. So, but uh, new dawn, new day, new life. New we me. Are- <laughs> um, new uh, post Aquaman me. Yes. So, uh, overall, what did, what, what did you think? 
it was pretty much exactly what I was, I, the, 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 the words are hard. It's pretty much exactly what I was expecting in that I didn't care for the movie, but I cared a lot for Jason Momoa. Yep. Um, I, um, should, should we, should we start then with things that you liked or things that you didn't like? Do you want to end on a positive note or a, a critical note? Let's end on a positive note. Okay. Let me dump all the things that I hated first and then I'll tell you what I like. So what didn't work? And I'm going to tell you, I probably agree with you on most of these <coughs> things. Um, probably. So, okay. So last night we mentioned Thor Ragnarok, right? Yes. That film, Taika Waititi, when he took the reins of that film, there was a consistent tone and aesthetic through the entire yes. film. The tone and aesthetic of this film changed like eight times. Yes. The score and the general vibe of the score kept changing. Mm-hmm. There were moments where it really shined and there was moments where I was like, I could not remember those notes to save my life. Mm-hmm. There were moments of pure cheese. There were moments I was supposed to take seriously that were hard to take seriously because they were next to moments of pure cheese. Yes. Um, the Call me <laughs> Ocean Master. That part was so bad. Was so bad. Um, this is kind of nitpicky, but it's something that I hate. And um, I'm going to reference, you know the film Avatar? Yes. Like, not Avatar The Last Airbender, the, yeah. the film yeah. that shall not be named, but, the like, the blue one. Um, like, if you... You know I like Sideways on YouTube. He's a yeah. guy who talks about, like... Um, musical scores. Musical scores. And he, he did this whole thing about how um, the guy who did the score was hired to come up with a unique sound that sounded, like, organic to the Na'vi. And he, like successfully came up with this really cool unique sound after spending a shit ton sorry a crap ton <laughs> we tried to stay PG of um time and money on you know exploring different cultures and their music and trying to combine them and all kinds of stuff and then at the end the director was like but it sounds too foreign and so they just went with like a traditional score um which is dumb Th- to me there were some elements of that Mm-hmm. It was like, hello, we are the Atlanteans. We are a complete, unique society that is different from every other society. We've never been to Earth and have no idea how Earth functions. Anyways, here's our dresses and our high heel shoes. And here's our American accents. And here, like, there are just, like, decisions yeah. that were made in the designing of this film that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And someone might say, but live. I mean... It's based off of the comic books. They were trying to pay homage to the comic books. Yeah, but like, notice where they did update it and it worked. Like, the Aquaman outfit at the end that Jason Momoa wears is really cool and updated and looks like armor and also fish scales. And there were influences with Jason Momoa and his culture, like Maori influences. And and uh, I don't actually don't know if he's Maori. Maybe he's... I do, I'm not aware. I don't know. I don't know. I'll look that up in a minute. But, um, but, but whatever, whatever his culture is, it's they, that influenced like the aesthetic of his clothing and his costumes and all kinds of stuff. 
so why couldn't they have done that with the Atlanteans? It just didn't make sense to me that like Mira wears wedge shoes the entire time. Why couldn't she wear shoes that were like sleek and aerodynamic to help her get through the water or something with flippers on it? Or I don't know, something yeah. that made sense. It just... <sighs> My favorite detail in this movie is that when they're in the Sahara, she has her the shirt French French tuck. tucked. Tan France would be so proud. He's just so pleased. Um, so I... <sighs> Listen, y'all. I am trying to be as objective as possible. And I know I said some things about like being unsure if I like Amber Heard as a person, mm-hmm. but I'd never actually seen her act before. Oh, yeah, no, this film. Everything you're about to say right now is true. Um, and I am not saying this to, you know, knock necessarily one of the only female characters in this film. But Mira had no personality, but, but- and I can't decide if that's the screenplay or if that's Amber Heard's portrayal. I I think I think if you had given this to a different actress, they would have tried to make the best of the cheese. I mm-hmm. think part of it is the screenplay. Yeah. The character is limited. But I like mean, Mira I, is a character who is clearly a love interest written by a man. If that yes. makes sense. But like I look at something like Guardians of the Galaxy where you have the one female character in the group Mm -hmm. who's clearly there to in part be the love interest of the main character. Not saying that that's exclusively Gamora's character, but that's part of why that character works better. You gave it to a really talented actress who did something unique with it. But also those writers, and, and just kind of to, as a distinction, there are men who write really wonderful female characters and really great love interests. Yeah. But then there's male writers who cannot for the life of them it it seems like they know the beats that the female uh, love interest is supposed to hit but they don't understand why Mm -hmm. or what makes it work and that's what Mira felt like like take Gamora again a female character written by male writers I'm pretty sure I mean, she's got a ton of personality and she has her own motivations that outside of Peter Quill's and Peter Quill has to earn her affection and has not yet. Yes. Like, you can tell it's there. It's simmering. But, yeah. like, and especially something that Aquaman could have capitalized, knowing that it has multiple movies coming out. They didn't need to have a kiss at the end of this they movie. They didn't need to. They no. could have built it up. And I think that would have felt more believable. I agree. Um, And I think it's also unfortunate that... They could have just kissed her on the forehead at the end. And that, that would have been, been so cute. Ugh. I would kill for a, a Jason Momoa forehead kiss. Yeah. Jason Momoa was really charming in this film, but the one kind of downside, and and I don't think this is an acting problem. I think sometimes this just happens. Mm-hmm. You have, so on occasion, you have two leads that just have zero chemistry together. Yeah, none. His chemistry with Nicole Kidman, who played his mom, and even with the guy who played his dad. Yeah. Um, and even with Willem Dafoe was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then... Every time he was on screen with Amber Heard, it was like, do you guys even like each other? Yeah. And I wonder, like, are they, I I wonder if they, like, are friends off of set. Because when he was Cal Drogo, he would look at Amelia Clark playing Danny and you were like, oh my God, they're so in love. Like, they would be on opposite sides of the room and you could feel the, like, love and sexual tension and all that stuff. And he would, like, look at Amber Heard in this film and you were just like... 
Is there anything here? I I completely agree. I think I think hers is the worst performance of the performances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this movie isn't made up of like great performances. Right. Um, this is not Willem Dafoe at his peak. No. His character was kind of forgettable. Um, yes. Which is really sad because every other film I've ever seen Willem Dafoe in, I'm like, there he is, the best character in the whole film. <laughs> like, freaking Finding Nemo as Gil. Like, what a stellar performance, you yes, know? And I'm I not agree. even, like, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm really not. Gil no, is amazing. It's a, it's, a, it's a well-written character and it's a and very a good performance. Great performance. But, like, this character just didn't really let him flex much. No. Um... I, I'm going to come back to Patrick Wilson because I didn't hate him, but I did hate what they did with his hair. It was terrible. Um, it's bad. I, what else didn't I like? Um, hmm. It's weird because there's a lot of things that I do like about this film. Yeah. If I, if I can kind of go into what I acknowledge as the problems yeah. of it. So, um, this movie feels like a paint-by-the-numbers action movie. That's and, what, yeah, okay. And, and talked about that. beat for beat, you turned to me at one point when, you know, he was saying, we should turn back. I'll right. warn the land of the attack that's coming. And she she bolsters him and talks him into going back. And you're like, well, I guess we know Act 2 is over. Right, Act 2 is always supposed to end, or usually ends in a film with a character, your hero second-guessing their choices and you know, feeling defeated. Yeah. And it was very clear that that was the end of act two. Yeah. And it was like, it, it didn't feel like it was motivated. It felt like the screenwriters were like, well, he's got to doubt himself at some point. Cause that's how movies work. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. He's going to decide for two seconds on this boat that he can't do it. Mira's going to say, no, you totally can. And he's going to go, you know, you're right. And that's going to be the end of the scene. Then Check. he's, then he's no. going to reunite with his mom. Who's going to tell him that he's more than a king. He's, he's a, a hero. hero. Which, by the way, I think that was the first time we used the word hero in the entire movie. So it's not like it was... Oh, and remember you also said when Mira's talking about, like, I have a duty to my nation and my people. And sometimes that's what being responsible is. And then that never came back up. Right. And I was like, I guess we have a theme? Question mark? No. Um, that no, this it feels like not. they were trying to give us a theme, but didn't really have one. No, they kept the word they used more than any other one in this movie was half breed, and like the idea of him not truly being an Atlantean. And this is the the kind of like rightful king story. Um, but I felt like that could have been really nuanced and interesting. And or it like wasn't. maybe at the end when Nicole Kidman's character, who is the like former queen of Atlantis, is like, "There's not two separate worlds of the ocean and the land. There is only one world, and we are all part of it." It's like maybe we could have stopped saying half breed and started talking about how he's a literal representation of like mm -hmm. the completeness of the earth. Yep. But they never do that. Yep. Um, even after he becomes king, they're like, it's true. The half-breed is our king. All hail the half-breed. And I'm like, this feels kind of racist. Yes. Um, I didn't like that. I mean, it had its place at the beginning because yeah. it was trying to show that, like, he's an outsider and that they are, yeah. like, bigoted towards him. 
But then they're like, ah, he is the true one, one and only special amazing king. Yeah. And we shall follow him. Yay, all hail the half-breed. It felt like at the end of Game of Thrones when they were like, all hail Bran the Broken. <laughs> and it was like, can we not? Can we not call him Broken? God, um, that's terrible. I, I did... So, so my one one thing before I go into let you go into positives and I go into positives that I'm kind of jumping the gun here with that being said it was kind of refreshing to see a rightful heir story where the rightful heir was an outsider mm-hmm. and also the brother has like the lighter aesthetic, this like yeah. blonde hair and piercing blue eyes. And Jason Momoa literally has like the a gash in his, his eye. <laughs> he looks like he should be the bad guy, but he's like, it's me, the hero. Yes. I, I did like that. I find that very refreshing. You said at the end how in the battle between the Atlanteans and the Brian King people, whatever, that like they're all red colored and Atlantis is blue, but Atlantis is the bad the, guy. Yeah. Um, Oh, I have one more thing that I don't like about this Go one. for it. I'm sure you have more, but tell me your one other thing. So, it felt borrowed. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like... And I know Mira has a certain way that she looks in the comics. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Um, But literally, they like go to Sicily <coughs> and they're in this town square that looks straight out of a Disney movie. And she's got her red hair all curled and pretty. And she's like, oh my gosh, the human world. And I'm like, Ariel? (laughs) And then later, like, this big, like, boulder thing falls on a guy in the city during the middle of a fight. And Jason Momoa goes, I keep, I can't call him Arthur. He's Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, But he comes over and he, like, lifts it off him and saves him. And everyone's like, thank you. And I'm like, Hercules? And, like, there were all these beats throughout the film where I was like, is this a Disney movie? Okay, that was why, that was why your favorite moment and one of my, or one of your favorite moments, one of my favorite moments is when <laughs> the bell is going to fall on the little girl and you think he's going to yes! die, Bob, and save and, the little girl. And scoop her up and, and get out of the way. He body slams the bell and changes its Can trajectory. He, he hit it like it was a soccer ball with his forehead <laughs> and then there's literally a dent in the bell where his head hit it. And that part genuinely was one of my favorites. Um, but it did, like, the bell started to fall, and I was like, was this in The Hunchback of Notre Dame? And, like, but then he did. was like, yeet! <laughs> they so did I something did like different that. with it. I, I did like that. But it did, it did feel kind of copy and pasted in some places. Um, and then I can't believe that it took me so long to figure out that it's literally just the Arthurian legend underwater. Kinda. All hail King Arthur, the one true king who pulled the magical, um... Trident out of the sure. dead man's What mask. do we call it? The, the MacGuffin. The magical oh, yeah. MacGuffin there's, out of the stone. There's I mean, a the lot of King. MacGuffins in this there's movie. There's a ton of MacGuffins in yeah. this film. Every time you think you're done with the MacGuffins, there's a new MacGuffin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, one other thing I didn't like is, like, I understand that it was supposed to drive Arthur's, like, character and make him feel guilty or whatever, but he leaves the bad guys, or the future bad guy. I guess he, what is his name? Like, man, Manta. Manta. He leaves Manta's father to die. And Manta's like, help him! And, like, Aquaman's like, he made his choice. And then just, like, leaves this dude to die. And I was like, 
damn, that was cold. Yeah. I was like, that's terrible. And then I was like, maybe they'll develop on this. And then literally Jason Momoa was like sitting on a boat with his arms crossed. And he's like, I probably should have saved that guy. And now everything's terrible because I didn't save him. And you were in danger. Like not, it was morally wrong for me to not save him, but like, by not saving him, I made an enemy that almost killed my girlfriend. And that was like yeah. the ethos of the scene. Yeah. It could have been, I actually would have appreciated it more if he just had said, like, the guilt of that has haunted me and mm. I kind of deserve him coming after me. So that then when he spares his half brother at the end, it's purely motivated from that. Yeah. Rather than... I didn't really know why he spared his brother at the end other than that's what the good guy does. Like, like I get why he did it, but mm-hmm. it it didn't feel... They wanted that growth, but it didn't feel like they I, I, really did as much with that growth as they could have. It felt I, like a missed opportunity. I actually thought they set it up okay with... Um, with Mira being like, the Atlanteans are many things. Forgiving is not one of them. Yeah. And so it kind of becoming this, no, this is going to be the thing that we're going to establish as, you know, we're we're going to start moving in that direction because it's kind of uniting these mm-hmm. two worlds. Um, I definitely think the theme of mercy and grace was done much better in Wonder Woman. Yes, much, much substantially better. Substantially so. Um, um, and in fact, it's been done much better in many other superhero films. Yes. Um, Superman movies, when done right, do that theme well. Yeah, and honestly, I am all for... Um, I, I think that's a really great theme to develop. Of like, especially when you're talking about someone who's a hero. Like, how do you balance justice... And the greater good with mm-hmm. mercy and compassion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is really moving when heroes mm-hmm. struggle with it. Um, I just feel like they kind of like half-assed it a little bit and it could have been better. I honestly feel like they had an opportunity with like this different kind of hero. They clearly are trying to pull Aquaman away from mm-hmm. the Wonder Bread cookie cutter version mm-hmm. of the past. And I'm okay with that. And make him this big muscly beautiful himbo Mm. um but i felt like they didn't know how to do that and have a story about mercy and compassion they had a much easier time doing that with wonder woman yeah um but i'm like that would be so cool to expand that kind of theme into you know i i said this is the fast and furious underwater there's a lot of chase scenes underwater there's a lot of cut and paste story beats Underwater. underwater um and I feel like you could explore those themes really well if it were better written. Um, I agree. So, yeah. I agree. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I didn't like about it. So, things that you did like. Jason Momoa. Yes. Let's just lay that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Momoa could could do just about anything and I'd watch it. I He's mean, so darn diddly likable. He, he is. That's the thing. Is like, there's lots of actors that are super attractive. Like, like Henry Cavill is drop dead gorgeous but for some reason he's not as likable yep but jason momoa seems like a good person like Mm -hmm. he just radiates like kindness i guess yes so i just get invested in his character really easily because i'm invested in him he Mm -hmm. seems like a good guy and i want him to be successful um and i thought he did a pretty good job bringing some heart and soul to aquaman and i 
you know, I cared about Aquaman to an extent, yeah. which, you know, I don't always in a superhero film. I didn't care about Henry Cavill's Superman. I thought he was dumb. You know, like, I was like, good job destroying the city with all the civilians still inside of it. Like, yep. wonderful. Um, I don't care about Batman. I'm like, listen, bud, I understand you have trauma, but can you please go to therapy and like, like, just stop this. Like, I am the knight. I am the terror. Whatever. I don't care. Like, go get help. Like, <laughs> I, that would. So I, one of the things that I do like about Batman is that he stays consistent um, as a sort of American mythos figure, but they always explore new things with him. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a Batman who who does like go to therapy and get yeah. help and stuff and almost like leaves that cowl behind but someone else takes it up or something. Mm-hmm. Like I would find that very or interesting. Or even if he learns to like balance his darkness somehow and like recognizes that like there are things about it that are good but that he can't let it consume him mm-hmm. something i don't know um and and we can talk about the batman films another time That's because true. depending on the re- on the version or like i have a lot of criticisms of the christopher nolan batman films which i know makes me a bad fangirl because how dare you ever uh, uh say anything bad about the christopher nolan <laughs> films but i don't think they're as good as people think they are um and um yeah there's that um but I think, you know, Batman, where he's lacking, his villains carry some of the slack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did genuinely enjoy Jason Momoa. Um, Patrick Wilson was pretty good. He's all right. Um, he wasn't amazing. Um, I've seen him do better in other roles. Yeah. But I think he did a pretty solid job. I believed that he was like the generic copy-paste bad guy evil brother. And, you know, yeah. he is all right. I'm not um, a huge fan. I of didn't have really strong opinions either way, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, I guess I just I as like a fan of the opera fan girl, I just enjoy watching him and things because I'm like it's Raul, but hey, with a better, Raul. still a better haircut than Phantom still of the Opera. Still a better haircut. Um, than Phantom. He was not unattractive in Phantom, but that hair was really bad. It was really bad. Um, and then we gotta watch that scene, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. But can I tell you the thing that I cared about more than anything? There are yep. two things that I enjoyed more than Aquaman's journey. Mm-hmm. Aquaman's origin story, his parents, Nicole yep. Kidman as the queen of Atlantis. And then, um, what is the actor's name again? Um, I can't believe that I'm blinking up. Morrison. He's- Tamuera Morrison. Okay, yeah. T- Tamuera Morrison, mm-hmm. who played Boba Fett. Um they were precious and I loved them and it was hands down a better love story than Aquaman and Mira. I was like, I don't care about them. Get back to his dad. Like, yep. I cared so much more about his dad than I did anyone else in this film. I was ride or die for his dad for a couple different reasons. One, the writing was just sweet in that mm-hmm. part. And two, the acting was just so genuine. Yep. I wanted him, like, he was such a good dad figure. Yes. You know, like, you, he was just wonderful, and and him with Nicole Kidman, their chemistry was really good. Yep. Um, I mean, Nicole Kidman could, you know, wear a potato sack and read the fun book, and I'd be like, wow, high art. Like she's really good. Um, so I really I cared a lot more about their relationship than anything else. But oh, sorry, there there are a few more things that I liked. Um, I don't have a ton. 
I I liked some of the design choices of the Atlantis stuff. There were mm-hmm. some missed opportunities, but I liked when they had some cool ocean kind of influences. Like Mira had a dress that looked like a jellyfish. That was kind of cool. Um, but the most important things to me were the crab people. Yeah. What were they? The Atlantans that they were the, called the Brine King. Well, the Brine King was the leader. I don't remember the what. The Brine Land, the Brine Ocean, yeah. the Brine Sea, whatever it was. I don't care. There's this whole army of crab people and they were They're delightful. Great. I loved them. Um, but the most important thing was that the big, bad, evil, scary monster that guarded the Trident of Kings, yep. you know, the like, the like big, fearsome Leviathan creature from the ancient stories um, is voiced by Julie Andrews. Which I'm really sad. That I apologize for not knowing that beforehand and telling you that. That was everything to me. I was like, is that? Dearest reader. <laughs> This land dweller has the audacity. <laughs> I told I told Lizzie that I kept expecting the big monster to be like, 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 you are a king. And then Jason Momoa would turn around and be like, me? me? A king? Shut up! I beg your pardon? Shut up! That would have been so good. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I loved Julie Andrews. However, at the end, there's a big, this big triumphant shot where she like jumps out of the water and is this cool, scary monster. But I kind of wanted her to say something else and she never did. Yeah. Like Julie Andrews has like two minutes of screen time. It's not even her face, it's just her voice. Yep. And I was like, not enough, I need more. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's that's probably, those are the things I liked. Okay. Um. thought the casting for baby Aquaman was good throughout yeah. the all the different actors they got to play him at different ages the CGI that like made Willem Dafoe look younger was okay it looked a little weird sometimes yeah. but it was aight um, so it was it, overall it was good it was cool. um, uh, so it's so funny because the things I remember about this movie that I like are like moments and really dumb details yeah. so like the octopus who plays the drums in the Ring of Fire, which, by the way, I Willem was like, Dafoe I'm not to takes... see. again. I was like, copy paste with Little Mermaid. But Willem we Dafoe also takes him to the Ring of Fire, where oh, he's testing. That's right, Nemo. <laughs> um, there were how many Disney references did I make? Oh the my of this film? gosh, uh, there was. I like the um, I like when they go down to the trench place and they've got that one flare mm-hmm. and so like you just see this red light and all these monsters swarming. I that was a really good shot. Yeah, here was here was what I said to you, um, and I think part of why I enjoyed this movie when I went and saw it. I, I did not enjoy it this much as much this time mm-hmm. watching it, um, but I I already gushed about how much I loved Aquaman and I was just really excited that Aquaman was getting a movie. Yeah. I love Arthur Curry. I love his character. Yeah. I love... He seems like a sweetheart. He's so sweet. And I loved this version of him. Mm-hmm. He's still an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Um, but I, I realized that this movie is just an animated DC movie that they tried to copy and paste as a live action movie. Yeah. Because if this movie had been animated, Mm -hmm. 
I don't think people would have griped about it as much right. as they do. And honestly, there was so much CGI and special effect that it almost felt animated it, in and of itself. It might as well have been. Yeah. The, the colors in this movie are great. Mm-hmm. Um, except when they're not. Except when they suddenly go with this, like, Every faded... Every time they're on land, it looks kind of meh. Yes. And I guess they're trying to do, like, a juxtaposition. But then Arthur's like, the land's pretty good, too. And I'm like, is it? Is it, is it Arthur? Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then she visits this one perfect Hallmark Italian town and realizes yeah. the world's pretty great. Oh, and then we talked about how funny it is that like all the like all the places they went to that, that they were list not at European, the bottom of the they're screen. like somewhere, somewhere in, in Africa, somewhere, somewhere in, in the Indian Ocean, and then and they're like Sicily, Sicily Italy. Italy. The one European place we go to. Oh my they're gosh, like, this is very specific. We did. We also had. Um, Wherever it was in Maine that he grew up. That's right. Yeah. I like the scene in the bar when even though it's... That part's cute. When they, they start taking selfies and mm-hmm. he kind of gets into it. Um, so yeah. I Oh, I also like the tidal wave scene. I actually think that scene is really cool. It is pretty cool. Um, so there's like these moments where... If this had been a better written, better paced, and I say better paced, I don't really know what you would cut out, um, but it still feels like there's a lot that could have been cut out. Yeah. Um, it would have been more, more interesting and more effective. Yeah, um, I agree. minutes is when it will cut us off we've learned that now we are learning we're getting better at <laughs> we've only done we've only done like 20 of these that's fine is this really how many episodes are we in i don't even know bro we'll have to count it out see how many we have i don't even but know. yeah um yeah we've learned finally that um that's the problem it stops us at 30 minutes and we have too much to say so I already said, I already talked about the octopus playing drums, so I've pretty much said all the things that I like about this big dumb movie. Yeah. 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 I like Jason Momoa in a sweater. I also like him wet. He walks out of that waterfall. He, like, jumps out of the water in the last shot of this movie, and that will carry me Um, for a while. (laughs) So let me give you my consensus. Yeah. Yeah. What is your final rating? Hmm... And I'm assuming this is not going in your treasure chest. It's like a three and a half out of eight octopus legs. Okay. It's like almost, and and I think there's this tendency to rate things, you know, like if you get a 50%, it's like, that's terrible. But what I mean by that is it is a little subpar, but completely average. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a passable movie. Yeah. It's fun. If I had to choose to watch a film, I would never choose this one. Yeah. But if I was in a room where someone else was like, I really want to watch Aquaman, I'd be like, hi. You know, yeah. like, I don't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. Okay. Um, I am a little excited for the next one. Um, mainly because I just found out that Jason Momoa is writing the screenplay. What? Yeah, not by himself. There's like a team, but he's on the team that's writing the I screenplay. I don't care. I'm um, so excited. So I'm definitely excited about that. 
Um, please come with me to see Aquaman too. You know what? I will. Please, oh I will gosh. gladly come with you to see Aquaman too. We've only got to wait like another year. My love, um, my love of Aquaman and my love of Jason. Like, okay, so I would give this like five octopus legs out of eight. Okay, purely because of my love for Aquaman. Yeah. Um, and and that being like my one little like hipster thing where mm-hmm. I'm like, no, he's he's great. He's my fave. Mm-hmm. He stood on oh, you were like, why is he standing on the back of that seahorse? I was like, he's standing on the back of a giant seahorse. Like, I'm I was that like, person. I'm like, it's got a saddle, ride it, you moron. And you're like, he looks cool, leave him alone. <laughs> a lot of superhero landings in this movie and I don't care. Every time he dramatically looks over his shoulder with his piercing gold eyes, I'm like yes! That's so fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so so would I recommend this? Okay, if somebody was like, what movie should I watch right now? I would never say Aquaman. But if somebody was like, should I watch Aquaman? I'd be like, you should watch it once to say you did. Yeah, You know, that kind of thing. Not like a, wow, this movie is stellar, but like it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's there and it's doing its movie thing. Um, so I did not hate it. You have failed once again, Lizzie. Dang it. But you got close this time. I at least found one that you didn't become one of your new personal treasures. You've gotta <laughs> you've gotta find you've gotta find one soon that uh that I genuinely hate. Yeah. Um Yeah. Speaking of movies that uh well, you might not hate this film, but I think I might have decided on the next one. I actually have no idea what you're thinking of. So. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, um, I show you a lot of like dark, edgy films. Uh-huh. Like you're like, here's you're like, here's a fun pirate movie. Here's a like movie about a superhero. And I'm like, here's another film about vampires. So I was like, I feel like I should mix it up a little bit. Um I thought you were about to be, so we're going to watch The Lost Boys. No. <laughs> um, but I thought we could maybe keep within the superhero theme, even though this uh-huh. one's kind of like vaguely a superhero. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this movie, so it may not be the best one, but have you ever seen The Mask with Jim Carrey? It has been a really, really, really long time. Like, I was a kid and it was on TV. Yeah. It's objectively not a good movie. Like... <laughs> It's just silly. It's ridiculous. It's got fun moments and it's kind of crazy. And it's Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey's heyday. And honestly, I haven't seen it for a really long time. So I'm not sure if I'll like it as much as an adult as I did with as a kid. Um, but I thought maybe it'd be a fun follow up to Aquaman since it's kind of a offbeat, weird superhero. It'd be movie. very, yeah, it'd be yeah. very awesome. So I think that's our next film. I'm going to show you the mask. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So, all right. Well, thank you for sticking with our our two-day journey <laughs> through the seas with with Mermaid Man. And Barnacle Boy. We should go watch an episode of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the real question. Which one of us is Mermaid Man and which one is Barnacle Boy? Oh, man. I, I'm probably Barnacle Boy. I acknowledge this. I feel like we're both I'm the, Barnacle Boys. Well, I'm the... <laughs> I'm the, the taller of the two. I honestly think it depends on the situation. That's true. That's I true. think I think it depends on who's showing the movie what week. <laughs> like the person who gets the title of Mermaid Man. The person showing it is Mermaid Man, and the other. <laughs> We're gonna start that. Like, all right, who's Mermaid Man this week? It's me. I'm showing the film. Um, How did you feel about this movie? Evil. Evil. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's go watch the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Cool. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hopping in the trash can with us. Give this week's movie a watch and tell us what you think. And let us know what movies you think are trashy treasure. Maybe we'll give it a watch. Follow us on Twitter at Live and Lizzie to tell us your thoughts. And remember, no matter how trash you feel, you are deeply treasured. Bye! Bye.